Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast. I'm Nick Cole, and let's make a baby for episode 115. And by baby, I mean... Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was a little worried when you said baby, Because but... I said that on the way to the podcast. Exactly. You I... clarified, and I you're clarified. like, by baby, I mean podcast. And I'm like, okay, that can be arranged. The other one, mm, no. A little too much work for me. <laughs> Way too much work. I am not ready for... Babies require full-time, all-hands-on-deck attention that I just don't have the capabilities for. I've got a lot going on in this empire. I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't have room for a baby. Yeah. Jamming my chi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, California apparently is going back into mask mandates tomorrow. Yes, and we already had our first Karen encounter. Yeah. <laughs> After we promised ourselves we weren't going to get in any fights. Yeah, because we, like, so Newsom, you know, came out, like, as soon as the weather got cold and a big storm hit, he wanted to make sure that everybody had no option but to wear masks. So you can't eat outside. Otherwise, you'd be shivering in the cold. Restaurants don't want to move their stuff out. So, of course, that total event horizon of a human soul. Mm-hmm. Make sure that now we're going to do the mass mod, even though there's no numbers to support it, nothing. So, you know, like, of course, you know, y- you guys listen to us whine about California and you're all, ah, I live in a better state. But uh, it's it's weird that New York and California are so always the rush towards full or well. But our first Karen encounter is I was, we were getting our nails done. And uh, yes, I do get pedicures and manicures because of my life in the infantry i have some ingrown toenails that have to be dug out and them vietnamese ladies know exactly how to dig that out very pleasurably <laughs> exactly with a little buffing and a little foot tickling and some and i get a little buff polish on my nails and toes well, i look good polish, I look just good buff, well yeah. buff whatever it is they look shiny and right. I, and and ladies like a good hand but not in a weird you have nail polish on kind no, of way. No, that'd be weird. That's that's perverse. <laughs> um, so, but we've been kind of barely trying to inquire of like how like how many businesses are going to be enforcing this mandate. And so far, it feels pretty good. So far, I'm not feeling. Well, I inquired much at from one people. business, which was I went into 511 Tactical to pick up a duffel bag and a couple of pouches I needed, and. Um, they said, yep, we're going back to Mass, and we don't want to. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I went to my bread place where I get bread, and I asked, and I think I got an answer, which is like, oh, no, we don't know, but they know. Mm. They know. Mm. They know oh, what's really? going on. Mm. And then the coffee place, I sense that it'll go that way. And then the nail salon, they had no clue. Yeah. And I remember, like, previously, well, when it was really major mandates initially we, they had they made like a speakeasy nail salon and we secretly got our nails done from them but then the last one that was sort of haphazard I think they just sort of let us like do our thing and I don't think they super enforced it so anyway um yeah and I think our sheriff said he wasn't going to so. uh the county supervisor Don Wagner said that he expected non-compliance out of Orange County and that's you know we've covered that on the podcast Orange County is a different uh hillbilly nation compared to the rest of California but we have a lot of out-of-state Karens who've moved here and a lot of out-of-state people because they know that Orange County needs to go purple 
And they try to claim that we've gone purple, but generally the spirit on the ground is fairly red. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, we'll see. But I don't think, uh, I think this is the big push. And I think, I think my, my personal opinion, remember how I talked about it, I said, man, August is going to be wild. I have the same feeling about the last week of December. Uh, once the sort of Christmas hangover dies down and uh, people realize they've overspent on their credit cards and that's when you're going to see the big mandate, mandatory vaccine push. And it, what's really amazing to me is the tone deafness of the government. Like, And that's something I think I'll talk about a little bit right now, which is literally I'm watching videos of athletes fall over on the field and die. You know, yeah. from the vaccine, like 20, 26 year old baseball player, Japanese mm-hmm. guy, you know, all of these people who are in really great health are just having massive heart attacks and dying. Like it is a it is a stunning number. Just listen to a nurse. We can post that in the show um, who didn't want to be identified. And she she's talking about what she's actually seeing in um, <clears throat> the birthing ward, whatever they call that in a hospital. I think back in the 1930s or 50s, it was called the birthing ward. Okay. You know, but uh, th- there's there's clearly, clearly something going on with the vaccinated and the babies that they're having. And so that is a sort of listening, a listen at your own discretion one, because that was a little graphic and everything like that. But it is clear that the vaccine is definitely having an effect on babies. Enough that she's like, I can just tell now. By looking at the baby, if it's from a vaccinated mom or not. And yeah. I was like, whoa. And, and she explains why. She explains the various yeah. things and that some she's very, seeing. Some very permanent damage done, which is which is pretty sad. Mm. So um, it's amazing, you know, the tone deafness. And what I would say to people, I forget what it was that we were, we were, you were telling me about. Oh, it was, it was the, uh, the passage from Robert F. Kennedy. So why don't you you talk a little bit about that and then I'll sum up what I was going to say. Yeah, I still have to play it for Nick because I was (laughs) listening to it in the early hours of the morning because I'm awake off and on all throughout the night and morning. (laughs) Um, So, and it was shocking enough that I want to play it for Nick, but it was, there was a Zoom call that was captured, um... And he basically is able to read the transcript of the Zoom call. And it was between a woman, a doctor, researcher, uh, who is part of a foundation or a group that basically what they do is they do meta-analysis of like all the studies that have gone on for any given thing. And they take like a meta analysis of all those studies and they're able to kind of pull out ones that they can identify as like their research here and their methodology was shoddy so we throw those out okay these studies were done well done right and correctly okay we use so whatever it is that's what they do they're really good at it they've done it for a long time and I don't know if they're always volunteer but they're definitely volunteer right now with all this COVID stuff and the vaccination stuff um because you can't get funding if you want to actually do real science these days. So anyway, she's basically on this Zoom call begging this doctor who is causing them basically major problems. He's going to be coming out and saying basically, well, 
um, we don't have enough information. Um, and so he was just going to be really wishy-washy. And she was basically saying, if you come out with this stance, you're going to cost a lot of people their lives. And she, but she's laying out such a perfect case for him. She's like, the data is all here. You know it, you see it. I know you see it. Why are you doing this? And basically he keeps hemming and hawing and saying, I'm in a sensitive position. This is really hard. Um, you know, I'm being told that, that this is, you know, what I need to say. And she's like going after him, like, by who, by who, who's telling you this, who's funding you? Cause he's with a group that is getting funding. And basically it definitely comes out that Bill and Melinda Gates are on the board of this company that he's with. So obviously that's where the pressure is coming from. Um, but it was just weird. And I mean, like if, if you were a person that had a soul <laughs> and the woman was arguing what she was arguing to you, you would have to be like, you're right. Like, I can't let people die because I'm not willing to stand up. Like, she made the case so well, and he just will not do it. He can't do it. You can tell he, like, kind of feels bad about it, but it's like he's literally, like, just can't do it. And all I could think was, like, this guy is so, like, leveraged, or, like, they have such a control file on this guy or something, because there's no reason in the world why you would say what that guy said and, and, and kind of not do the right thing unless you were just so desperate to not have things exposed maybe about you that you've been threatened with or... Well, it's it's three things. It, it's either greed, meaning your hand is in the bowl of rice and you 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 don't want the bowl of rice, your bowl of rice especially, to get knocked over. So what you do is you... You say I'm not. I'm not going to do anything. I don't want to jeopardize my paycheck. And I would say that's probably most likely what you're seeing among doctors um, who are seeing these kinds of incidents. Like it's weird. A lot of the nurses, and there are some doctors, but a lot of doctors are quitting. Well, there there are some doctors that are quitting and walking away, and that's very interesting. Our hematologist, for some reason, just disappeared. Yeah. So we got to kind of track that guy down. But that mm -hmm. was interesting, and he was. He was pro-vax, but he did tell me, yeah, there's there's some unusual cancer going on. So there's that. But I think a lot of the doctors, and what a lot of people talk about what's going on in medicine right now, is um, doctors are so controlled and so worked into a corner by basically an excessive administration system. And also the people who own the hospital who are really profiting off of COVID. At the end of the day, the COVID enforcement, the COVID testing, all of these things would not be happening unless they weren't driven by massive financial gains for those who are at critical choke points to make sure this be, you know, to make sure the nonsense of COVID testing becomes policy. And so, like, that's how you get, like, guy with gunshots dies of COVID guy in motorcycle accident dies of COVID. In the UK, they had their first uh, Omicron patient and they bent over backwards to make sure that someone who died had the Omicron variant. And again, there's no way to test for the variant. These, are, This is just all conjecture, conjecture and everything like that. And from what I hear from the people who are actually encountering the, the variant out of South Africa, um, they're saying it's really nothing to be concerned about. But again, here in California, 
This is another leveraged attack to um, take all the power that they want to do and all the things that we can't see behind the scenes that make them make these decisions for a reason that is profitable to them. So greed is the first component. The next component is fear. And I think fear is very real. I think that there are people and vans and operators, not the operator military, but you can have those too, that are moving around at night and in the daytime, moving among people and letting them know, you, you especially if you're in a critical choke, what I call a choke point within this whole mess, they're letting you know that if you, if you don't get with the plan, it's weird, the amount of accidental death that in all of this stuff we've been researching for a year now, mm. the amount of people who just die, judges who die, doctors who die, uh, people who are critical die. But yet it's amazing. The Nancy Pelosi crowd and the Gavin Newsom crowd and the Governor Whitmer crowd and the Hochul crowd, it's funny, none of them seem to be dying of COVID. None of their relatives seem to be dying of COVID. It's amazing the amount of death in the athletes. That was the one that they didn't think through too well. Um, the death among us poors can be covered up. And there's a lot. There really is. And like I said, I talked to a nurse on the ground and she said, we can't explain why everybody is having these chest pains. And the reason that they're having those chest pains is ADD and it's causing the spike proteins to clot and that clotting is causing these sort of strokes and embolisms. There's, I mean, like... And you meant ADE, not AD, ADD. ADE. Not attention I think deficit, I said ADE, deficit deficit but maybe disorder. it sounded like ADD. Yeah. Yeah. So so fear is the, the second one. Fear is really real. There are some... There is a lot of money on the line. And I do believe that there are some direct threats out there and some very dangerous people. And best defense against that is to be invisible. So obviously I'm not choosing that defense. So I have my other defenses. The third one is shame. And shame is where we get into control. So these are the three ways that they basically get everybody to march to this beat. And for a guy to be sitting there being told by this researcher with all the facts, all the data, all the research saying, this is hurting people. This is killing people. If we don't change this policy, people are going to... I think that that discussion is happening almost on a daily basis at all levels of medicine and government and you reach these choke point people because in every organization the way that flowcharts of organizations work there is a choke point supervisor who can decide policy that's how someone like Fauci has so much power who is basically a mafia don of the medical research world and again you go back to that interview where he's basically threatening Ted Cruz I mean, that guy sounds like a mafia don and a nervous one who's about to probably go down. But anyways, um, the shame comes from the control. They've got, you know, they've got files on you. And, and, and do you think it's a, a whole team of people out there, you know, uh, going through garbage? Could be, could be. But with the Internet and with the AI, all they have to do is listen to your phone and look through your computer and watch what you're looking at and what you're doing and your credit cards. And they can pretty much put together pretty quickly, the AI can, without any human interaction. As someone has summed it up, the uh, Internet with the right AI can basically put two Stasi teams on every person in the United States. That is incredible. If you want to uh, kind of if you want to understand that. 
go back and watch the movie The Lives of Others, which is about East Germany Stasi teams in the 70s and the lengths that people that they went to to surveil their people. Well, you can now do that with AI. And so they can go to these choke point people and say, well, we know what websites you're spending your money on. We actually look through the glass wall of your computer and we can see what you're doing when you watch those websites. And it's, you know, let's just not put too, too fine a point on it, but the three, the third in the three decisions why people are being confronted with the facts and saying, I'm uncomfortable with that, I'm not going to go there, yet you're seeing perfectly healthy military-age men, male men, like athletes, pitching over dead on the football field, on the soccer field, on the baseball field. You know, in all of these sports, you're seeing a phenomenal amount of death. Maybe we could post the video that we watched today or whatever, and people could kind of like... And, and again, I want to draw people's attention to something. It's interesting how this virus and this vaccine and someone said something we listened to this weekend the the vaccine wasn't made for the virus the virus was made for the vaccine when you go back and look at the development of the vaccine the patents that Fauci holds um, that was something we looked at this weekend uh, on Dr. McCullough's channel um, it's amazing that the vaccine for this whole thing was in development before COVID ever surfaced so it kind of tells me a plan, but what is what is interesting about all of this is the amount of um, the military age men that you know as representative athletes that are pitching over dead. In here, we have saber rattling in the Ukraine, and we have saber rattling in China, and we have saber rattling in our own streets with the FBI basically conducting a war on its own people so why take out all the military age male the military age male men the male military age you know athlete types and young men and stuff these are the people who are really getting hit hardest that that should concern everybody those are those are those are parts of the puzzle coming together but the thing that i wanted to say about what we're about to enter as it begins here in California tomorrow. And of course, because we have all these, you know, Karen, uh, Karen commies that have sort of, you know, party leaders that have infiltrated, you know, the upper echelons of our society. And then we have the young Karens, you know, who attended Brown or some other lame ass college, Vassar, you know, they're here and their drive always Hasquois to lecture us all about how everything needs to be. Um, it is going to be a rough winter, I do think. I think things are shaping up uh, to be a rough winter by design. Whether that weather is rough, whether it's... I mean, you are witnessing the controlled demolition of the economy. That's a fact. You, anybody who's paying attention, it's it's insane. Look at what happened today. Like A lot of the stock market reporting mechanisms, uh, crypto mechanisms, they seem to have gone through some cyber war attack. Someone I know had $53 million suddenly in their Coinbase account. <laughs> uh, that got resolved. But what that tells me is we're headed towards an impending uh, economic crash, which will be blamed on cyber terrorists. It's actually our own people who will be doing it to us. And then that will be the need for you to head on down to Kmart, uh, the FEMA camp that's at Kmart, 
once there hasn't been any money for two weeks and you can't get to your bank for two weeks, you'll need to head down to the FEMA camp. You'll need to head down to the FEMA camp at Walmart to get your new digital ID and digital currency so that you can get some rice and beans and maybe some Gatorade in the FEMA Walmart to feed your family. I think that that will move us to the new digital economy, uh, digital currency that is not Bitcoin. It will be blockchain, but it, it won't have the features of Bitcoin and it will be US controlled. Now, an interesting twist to this that I thought about is they're actually not gonna get rid of the dollar and money um, they're going to make you think in this weird paranoid conspiracy theory that I have, they're going to make you think that the dollar and money and everything are worthless and you just need to trade them in. So they're basically the elites hoovering up what will still actually be a real asset. And I had to reconcile this between what Catherine Fitz is saying, which is the dollar is going to remain strong. And what I see is the profligate spending, the controlled demolition of the economy, stuff like that. And other people who are saying, yeah, we are definitely headed towards some sort of false flag on the economy that will be blamed on uh, uh, Internet hacker terrorists crashing the economy. We'll be told that money is no longer worth, you know, worth anything. We will have seen that in the months leading up, which we have seen and which we are, I think, approaching the moment of um, where people are not valuing money. Uh, there's wild spending today. The government is is can't pay its debt. So it's trying to raise the debt ceiling. Um, it's basically telling the credit card company, oh, no, I'm not out of credit. I decided I have ten thousand more dollars to spend. And it's like you can play those games and everything like that. But the truth just is you you have maxed out your credit and you don't have any more money. So we're being set up to uh, feel that uh, an economic crash has happened and that our money is worthless. Our money will probably not be worthless and what will happen is the inner circle global elites and everything like that, the people who said you'll own nothing and you'll live in the pods and you'll eat bugs and you'll be happy, they're going to hoover up all that money and they're going to give you what you think is the new money and they're going to create demand and you're going to need to act fast and you need to get in on it. You're going to need to get down to that FEMA camp. You're going to need to get improst in the system, which will, of course, be more vaccinations and more booster shots. And all of those things, there's going to, probably even going to be some goods and prizes, but that's how I would run it. It's kind of funny. They they don't have the polish that I have. Like if I was, like I've said repeatedly, if I was in charge of this whole thing, I would have sold it to everybody and they would be happy to have it. So the I'm, vaccine, yeah. yeah, I'm glad I'm not, I, I don't want people to have it, but from a showman's or a present, people have always said, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at presenting things. And, you know, like the, I, we had this one guy that we worked with at Audible and he's like, man, if you get Nick into a room with anybody, he can talk them into anything. <laughs> and it, and and I I like to cook and I like to, I know I like to decorate. I'm not gay, <laughs> but I like to make things look nice. Yeah. That's always been my thing. That's cool. And if they'd have put me in charge of this, I could have made this happen. But it is weird. They don't. They're kind of cheap. They don't want any frills. But I I could figure out a way to get you to dig the FEMA camp. I I see it. I know it. But I don't know that they're gonna do that. So be careful here because I think your money's still going to be worth money, but they're going to make a really hard pitch that your money is not worth anything anymore and you need to just let it go and give it to them. And I think there will be a document you need to sign, turn over your accounts and things like that to get this new credit card that's going to have like 20, 30, 40,000 in digital currency on it. 
and a lot of other perks and you haven't been able to access your bank account for a couple of weeks maybe even a couple of months and you're being told there's nothing in there anyways the crypto terrorists destroyed it all and maybe there maybe everybody's just going to get ten thousand dollars if you keep your account but if you're willing to get on the new currency system then you're going to profit and it, it's and I, i'm going to tell you right now that's not going to be an easy choice for you because most likely you're going to be malnourished you're going to be frightened to death and stuff like that so i know worst case scenario paranoid but what do you think Meduse? Well, uh i mean it's better to be prepared but i was going to say i think most of our listeners are probably more prepared than the average people so probably after two weeks would not be malnourished because i think most well, of us I, have I, a few months worth of food yeah, i use the two weeks i mean the the problem is is you can have money and you can have food and you can have guns, but your neighbors don't. I know, that's the danger. And that's, you know, you can make some hard statements right now, but it, it, it's going to get tough if it goes the way I'm thinking it might go. So the way I see this is something that they're moving towards, especially if you accept the controlled demolition of the economy, which you would have to be completely not paying attention to see that the economy is being demoed in front of your eyes. So what would be the purpose for that? Well, the purpose is for them to move to what they want to move next, which is a greater amount of control and more wealth and assets. And believe me, they've worked out the entire architecture that justifies their pushing of the I am good button, which is an interesting concept. But they believe that they're better suited to manage your assets, resources, and wealth, and that you're some sort of drunken hillbilly fool careening through the aisles of Walmart, uh, drinking Gatorade and eating uh, pixie sticks, and that you're not really... <laughs> Can you like that one, pixie sticks? I don't know. That was just a funny combo. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and that you're not really capable of managing your wealth and assets, and they, they do a lot better. So that's how they push the I am good button. You remember, like, a lot of people, when they do bad things to people, they have to have this button that they push. It's the story of how they're good. And that's how they're able to say, you need to be vaccinated. We need to have pizza parties and vaccinate your kids without consent. And all of these kind of really weird jacked up things. So I say all that to say this. I think we're going into a hard winter. And I think they're creating a lot of animosity and tension. I think the mask fights are going to come back. And all of that kind of stuff. And I guess I would just say... And I know this is a little dark, but consider giving up as in you're not going to reason with these people. You, you're not going to change their minds. The people who wear masks and get vaccines are doing it because they feel virtuous doing it. And the only way that they attain any kind of virtue is not through actual self-denial or control you know all, all the things that actually lead to real sort of judeo-christian western civilization virtue values they believe that by saying and doing the right things that are put forth to them through the idol that speaks that is cnn and the media that that, that this is how you obtain virtue and and their whole system of virtue is based on you know is there a goldstein in my life for me to two minutes hate and if i'm not that goldstein then i have the virtue and so we're entering this moment and so 
I had to kind of talk to myself a little bit, like because I know the mass fights already come. I already had a little Karen incident. It was in there with the Vietnamese girls, and I said, "Hey, we're not." Because here's what everybody doesn't know about the Vietnamese population in Orange County: they love Trump, mm-hmm. love Trump, <laughs> love freedom. They they get remember they came from communism. Yeah. They hate that shit. They love. They're afraid. They're frightened to death. What's going on? So. Um, you know, already I was, hey, we're not wearing masks tomorrow. And they're like, hey, yeah, we're not wearing masks. And then this Karen goes by and goes, you're wearing masks tomorrow and then leaves. She just walked by and she said, wear a mask. And I said, no, that won't be happening or yeah, something like she, that. And you're like, Then she what? scampered her fat butt out of there. <laughs> so it's already happening. And I have to say to myself, listen, the cultists, the Covidians, the branch Covidians, who are sub-branch of the weather cult, you know, they believe that they're right and they're not changing. And the people who are controlled either by fear, the masters at the checkpoint, you know, the choke points, the, the, the gatekeepers at the choke points, they're either controlled by greed, fear, or shame. They're not going to change either. And you have to understand that you're not, you're not even like, like that doctor, if you go in with all the facts and the data and the research and you're, you're making an honest case in which you are pleading for humanity not to be hurt, they will look at you and either think about their 401k, about their own personal fear of being hurt or their shame of being discovered. And they will pretend like they don't hear you or pretend that the button that they're pushing that says, I am good outweighs the damage that's being the the slaughter it's slaughter it's murder it's war when you take into account that our economy has been devastated which is a if another nation had done that done that to us this would be an act of war we do have another nation doing that to us we do have a breakaway society inside of our country globalist elites and they have destroyed our economy okay so that's an act of war now they're destroying our soldiers. Our military-aged men are having heart attacks and dying, as represented by athletes. And it's happening in schools, and it's happening in businesses and things like that. But you don't get to know about those things. Their one mistake was they couldn't cover up the athletes because yeah. the athletes are dying in public. Yes. Yeah, and so it's not just that. athletes. It's everybody. Well, there was a lot a, of people are having problems, but and One I hate this is how they they say it when when you're having it, you don't matter, and then they're covering up the sports things, mm-hmm. but everybody's seeing it, you know, and you're like okay, so and you'll see the video too. So I'm just saying like, it's two acts of wars, an an, an act of war against your military age fighting men, and an act of war act of war against your economy, and no matter how many facts or data you have. You will not persuade them. There's nothing you can do to persuade them. So just understand that going into this dark winter, you are not going to change their minds. And an act of war against your children because of the, you know, push to vaccinate younger and younger kids. The stuff about the babies that we're going to post as well. Like, that's another war. And that's a When you go war. into savage and primal and tribal societies... Or when you even look at any sort of occupation and conquest, even the the Japanese, the, the Manchurians, Chinese, you know, in the 30s and stuff like that, they brought the children into the square and I did things, you know, I, I won't give examples, but the first thing that any sort of conquering nation does is it is it kills the men and it rapes the women 
and then it re-educates the children. You can go to the book of Daniel. Uh, Babylon comes in and takes Israel, and the first thing they do is they kill the king, and they kill the men, they haul the women away for slave girls, the wives away for slave girls, and they take the children and they re-educate them in the Babylonian manner. And that's what the first few chapters of the book of Daniel is about. It's a historical account of a Babylonian con- conquest of a nation. And Babylon was going around doing that to everybody. And that's how the Chinese did it. That's how every nation has done it. That's what they do. So you have three acts of war. The Medusa is right there. You have the war the, the war against the economy, which is really how war is fought. You know, war is not about so often what people make it up to be. It's about stuff. So it may not have been Pearl Harbor and it may not have been Waterloo, but the devastation of our economy was just as those things. Then you move to the act of war against our military-age men, destroying them without them ever even being able to fight, fire a shot back, and then savaging the military. I think it was 27 Air Force personnel today were fired, you know, because they wouldn't get it. The Marines have made their stand. Little iffy on the Army, the Navy's full gone. I think they're boasting like some kind of 90% um, vaccination rate or, or whatever, you know, like... We've probably lost the military. Our economy is savaged, and we're going into another series of lockdowns and mandates. Like I said, that week after Christmas, they're like that mem of the black guy in the Superfly, you know, MC Hammer suit behind the tree rubbing his hands <laughs> because they know that America is going to overspend on Christmas and the hangover will be over, and you'll be, you know, trying to live that last week knowing that you're going back to work on January 2nd. And it's amazing. That's when all the mandates are supposed to kick in. Mm-hmm. You want a job, you got to be vaccinated. And so, yeah, you guys, you're smart. You've squirreled away silver and gold and Bitcoin and 401ks. And you have money in your accounts and everything like that. But you're you're the exception. The vast majority of the population lives paycheck to paycheck. And that's a powerful argument. So going into this winter going into this new year i think the best thing that you can you know as sergeant orion would say in strange company which i'm working on right now book two you have to be honest about these things and you need to be honest and understand you're not changing any of the cultist minds so save yourself the argument save yourself the fight prepare because i think there's a moment coming short of a divine moment of extraction and getting out of this or some sort of tipping of the tables i i don't know what we have left other than that an act of the divine but i think that we all need to take our best shot given the chance to do something here so in the disruption i think that we can do something and i think that's that's where you need to begin to prepare i'm just going to say this and it's it's not a call to violence or anything like that i'm just going to say that given the situation in which you have a group of people who are in control and will not listen to the will of the people are acting like they are not going to ever be held accountable by the people meaning these are people that are acting like they're never going to be held to a vote these are people making decisions in which they seem to be very cavalier about what people want like there's the BLM and I think it's what is it it's another group not Antifa, but they're actually literally in the streets rioting over vaccines in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, there are protests everywhere, and you're not hearing. It. Like I said, they've turned. They're not listening to you. You don't matter. 
And what that tells me is they're headed towards a conclusion that probably involves violence against you. And so I think you need to be prepared to do violence against them. I don't think you should go out and do violence or anything like that, but you should understand their final solution probably involves some violence because at the end of the day, we're down to this last thing. And the last thing is I'm not doing it. And so like the Medusa and I said, you know, if, if they run amok again with the vac, with the, with the mask mandate, we're not doing it. We'll just find other ways to do things. We're not going to be mad at people. We're not going to fight. We're just not wearing any more masks. So if that means you got to do without this bread from this bakery, or you can't see this thing, or you can't go there, we're just going to find other ways to do it. Newsom has said the mandates will end, uh, will be reevaluated on January 15th. You are a rube of the highest order if you think that that vaccine mandate is going to end on January 15th. And also, I just say to all of you, if it starts in California, there's an old saying in the United States. California leads the way. What happens here generally has a tendency to spread. I think there's some dividing moments in a lot of states, and those states are looking good. Um, but it's coming because this is where it gets rolled out for their side. And like I was saying, we're down to this. I'm not doing it. Well, that's not good enough for this sort of Karen government. And you like remember last month they tested with Jim Cramer and you kept hearing it from a lot of people. We need door to door military going around and forcing people. We had Sergeant Sally, the lesbian front sight forward. She's apparently some sort of supply sergeant saying how she was going to go house to house and vaccinate people. And if you dared oppose her, she was going to shoot you. So we know that's in their hard drive. You need to understand that now. Don't waste your time arguing. Don't waste your you're not changing their mind. They're they're going with this. So you need to decide what you're going with. And it's perfectly acceptable to say, uh, as someone once said, and they kind of clarified it, people used to say better red than dead. And what they were saying is it's better to be a communist than be annihilated by nuclear war. That's, that's a pessimistic outlook. It's a loser outlook. But there are people, everybody has to make their choice now. Maybe you just want to live. Now, if you choose that, the only thing that I can say to you is maybe you'll live, but that's all you'll do. You need to give up your notions of freedom and you need to give up your notions of what you want and things like that. Because if you surrender the right to your health sovereignty, then you have no right to anything. What they give you is what you have to take because that's what they did with the vaccine. That's what they did with your children. That's what they did with your economy. And so they'll tell you what you get. And don't be surprised when you get issued a pair of shoes that don't fit. And that's the only shoes you get for the next two years. That's how it's been with every government of this type. And that's how it's coming. And they don't care. And they're not like me. They're not interested in presenting it or rolling it out or seducing you. These are people that are seem to be pretty certain it's going to happen. And they don't like your recalcitrant sneer that you're not going along with it and I think we would all have to be fools to think that they don't have a plan that involves violence for those who do not want to comply. I think it is coming. I think you should be prepared for it. And that's the podcast. <laughs>